Welcome to a Wholeness Podcast, a healthy home for hair professionals, where health and happiness is the top priority for those within the hair industry, serving those who serve and giving the hair industry one great big hug. Hello, I'm your host, Fliss Downs, a barber, yogi, and meditation teacher. Come on in. We are really doing this. I hope your 2024 so far is just as delightful as what mine is and loads of good things are coming to you. I'm so ecstatic, excited, thrilled, over the moon to be bringing this episode to you. I cannot believe myself and my guest, Lisa, actually created this conversation out of nothing We'd never met before. We'd only been introduced to one another via Daniel, who's the founder of Bairnsdale Bikes, which is exactly where Lisa and I recorded this episode. Lisa is a former hairdresser, turned meditation practitioner, mental health clinician, a minister, a drug and alcohol counsellor. And I was absolutely fascinated by Lisa's inspiring story. Hearing her childhood story, growing up, becoming a young mum at the age of 19, to then having her own salon, creating a hub for the community around where she had her salon, and travelling overseas as well. We have so much in common, more than what I had even imagined. And the way that Lisa and I talked, it was just as if there was like this gorgeous ping pong ball pinging around the room and um, it was a delight to have Lisa on a wholeness podcast. I do wish to bring to the table that this episode does have some trigger topics in it such as suicide, sexual assault and drug and alcohol use. So please please look after yourself if you are not in the headspace to listen to this at the moment in time please come back when you are in a better headspace. But if you are ready to rock and roll with me Let's get stuck into it. So Daniel was telling me that you're a hairdresser Mm -hmm. and then you're a mental health social worker. Yeah, well, I don't even call myself a hairdresser anymore because I really don't, I don't do any hairdressing. Okay, so that's like your past. I've got one client who just refuses to go anywhere else and... um, and she pays me really, really good, really good money, so. Because she's just like, I need to keep you. Yeah. And she's been elsewhere and just yeah. nobody can get, get the right formula and technique. Yeah. You know how clients get. Yeah, they get a bit picky, yeah. bless her. And so, but this this will definitely be, actually I don't think I'll do her, her hair even next time because I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to be working for an agency when yeah. I head back to Melbourne. So. Yeah. Oh, so you're moving from Frankston to Melbourne? Well, no, like when I go back, because I'm working for myself at mm-hmm. the moment, but mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to, I've been offered a position as a lead clinician in a facility, in an agency, mm. so I think I'm going to take that. Yeah. yeah, to be the mental health social worker. Yeah, so, yes. a, well, AOD, AOD mental health lead clinician. What does AOD stand for? Um, alcohol and other drugs. Because oh. I'm an AOD oh, amazing. therapist as well. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So I'm a tra- so so I'm a qualified counsellor, yeah, mental health worker, um, mental health practitioner, and AOD counsellor as well. Meditation wow. certified meditation practitioner. Yes, 
Yeah, so um, oh, wow. an ordained minister and I oh, know do lots of things, but that's incredible. Yeah. So because I know as soon as Daniel said, oh, you need to meet my cousin Lisa. She's a hairdresser and then a mental health um, social worker. I was like, yes, yeah, she's definitely my lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. Um, I mean, I've done. Um, you know, I started hairdressing when I was fifteen. Yeah. Um, and. I mean, I was doing hairdressing before. Then you know how we are as hairdressers. Mm-hmm. We're closet hairdressers mm. from childhood. Mm. And so other than wanting to be a nun, which was the first thing I wanted to be when no I was a little way. girl. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be a hairdresser. So um, and then it wasn't until I was kind of 18 um, when I had a, pr- you know, I had a really um, profound change in my life and circumstances and Mm. personal life i i really wanted to be involved in um drug and alcohol Mm. um and 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 at that time when i was 18 i was just i I read a book called chasing the dragon which is a story about an english missionary who went to china Mm. and um and over there, she basically started a church in the streets of the walled city within China. And, um, and basically, she outreached to the opium addicts there. And that, that, wow. that book just really affected me. It just really affected me. Yeah. And, um, and so I sought out, and I lived in St Kilda at the time, and so I just sought out... Um, you know, who kind of did that work here in Australia. And I was, uh, I, I found Teen Challenge, which is probably one of Australia's really well-known um, drug and alcohol rehabilitation centres who who is who are faith-based. Yeah. Teen, what is it called? Teen, teen Challenge. Teen Challenge. Yeah. Like teenager. As in for teenagers, yeah. yeah. And that was started by David Wilkinson right. decades ago in the 70s. Um, yeah. And you can read about him. He's passed away now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an amazing... Uh, it's an amazing facility. Well, they have facilities all around the world. Right. Um, and so I connected with them, actually, in Victoria. And I've been connected with them ever since. And That's I've sent amazing. lots of people there. And I actually, in 2018, I took my son after I closed my salon. Mm-hmm. I took my son over to America, to Arizona. And we lived there for three months. And I did an internship there at Teen Challenge. Wow. Which was awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, with the full intention of actually coming back and um, creating a women's teen challenge here. Because when I was over there in Arizona, we um, we were in a women and children's rehab. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, but, I, I bet, but, but over there, um, I don't know, I came back and I, I just didn't want to do that anymore Mm. and I think there was lots of lots of different things that I needed to grow in and yeah you know and still um changing myself I probably one of the biggest things was to um not feel like I had to you know go out and save the world and rescue everybody that was something that really needed to change Mm. because I had lots of friends of mine that um I had never been in like deep addiction myself. Yeah. But I had lots of friends that had been mm. and who'd passed away. Mm. Um, and my, my first son's 
dad had passed away with, um, you know, uh, as of a massive heart attack actually right. at 35. But that that was in relation to complications. Yep. Um, with addictions to painkillers. Yeah. And then um, it wasn't until after I got back from America, not long after then, actually, probably about 18 months, my my fourth son, his dad died of a heroin overdose. God. So there was lots of triggers about yeah. drug addiction that I actually wanted nothing to do with at that, that stage. Yeah, that's I was fair like, I couldn't wait to get as far yeah. away from this as possible. Well, I guess for you, that would have been a traumatised... That, tr- that would have been a, a trigger for you. It was very much a trigger. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so there, there needed to be a really considerable amount of time between all of that and actually just letting all that go and 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 also to my my perceived um christian beliefs mm-hmm. like this is what i should be doing mm-hmm. going out and saving the world and helping everybody to actually i actually who said i have to do that yeah i don't need to do that what about yeah. my own healing absolutely like, what about my own kids healing yeah yeah yeah. you know what completely. i mean completely you yeah because well all the time you're projecting it out there to like the whole world well actually you're not dealing with the yeah. root cause initially are yeah. you you're not yeah exactly and yeah. also too i think just um uh, just by means of vocation and you would understand this as a hairdresser like you literally spend decades listening to mm. people and it's actually your job yeah to not just do people's hair but as a part of that vocation every day is listen list, being a sounding board for people and so i even had to um kind of reframe actually what my role was in life and mm. and and of course i was a mum to four yeah. kids yeah yeah, and I used to foster children when I was in my twenties. God, power women. No, I mean not <laughs> really, but not not really, because I mean, you know, a lot of that I had to really, really, really step back from, and go. What is this role that I have assigned myself, mm-hmm. and why have I, and do I even need to? Yeah, and who said I have mm-hmm. to? We can take on so much, can't take on we? So much unnecessarily. Yeah, and my I, kids suffer through lots of I wonder where that stuff. comes from, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, who taught us, or yeah. what taught us to take on every like the world's problems, yeah. everyone's problems? Exactly. Got to solve this, got to solve true, that. Like, true. who taught us that? And it's yeah. like I think I was actually chatting to my friend Sherelle. Mm. She is a business coach for salon owners. She uh-huh. is now, yeah. and um, we was talking about how being a hairdresser, a barber we are people pleasers and more so being a woman we're a people pleaser yeah we're a people pleaser and we're a people we're a people we're a person's people or people people yes, exactly. do you know what i mean it all correlates and doesn't it's just it? like yeah, oh yeah. my god and <laughs> you know so so for me i've definitely noticed over these last few years that how i get really socially exhausted yeah at the end of my day yeah just zapped you do. from talking all day from you listening do. all you day do. Like, I'd go home and my, mm. my, my youngest boy, not so much my eldest boys, because um, for quite a long period of being a mum with them, you know, I was married for sort of 11 years through that time. And so there was, you know, two, two people and they had brothers and they were, you know, there was lots of activity in the house. But with my youngest boy, 
Um, his older brothers had pretty much moved out of the house for quite a lot, um, you know, and I was single. And so I would come home. Well, for starters, I was still, I had my salon and was working with him when he mm. was like eight years old and he was falling asleep on the couch in the salon at 10 o'clock at night because I didn't have the... Oh, I was a single mother. Yeah. I didn't have the support. The which resources is, yeah, or support the resources, or the community. The, 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 no community, yeah. no babysitters, nothing. Yeah. And so except just the the need and the requirement and the desire to have to earn money mm-hmm. to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that, was, that was, you know, the reason why I, I opened the salon. And mm. so... You know, he would at the end of the day, like he would just go, "You're not talking to me. I'm lonely. I'm, you know." And then when I wasn't working, I'd have massive migraines. Yeah, like you physiologically, you suffer. Oh God, tell me about it. Yeah, I've experienced headaches and migraines for years and years and years. Absolutely, and I also sometimes think is that partly also because of the products we were using as well, right? As well, as well as honestly, our brains just being bombarded by conversation sound music phone going off then thinking about well what color am i going to put on and is this going to turn out right and you're like oh my god this is such a a headache within itself it's a total it's a total amalgamation Mm. of energetics Mm -hmm. psychosomatic onslaught Mm. um and also to the absolute mind mess of being constantly solution focused Mm. so you're hyper vigilant all the time yeah so you have bills to pay you've got your business to run you're 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 literally solution focused every minute of the day because that's what your clients are expecting they're coming in with a problem that you need to fix i don't like my hair I, I need it to look like this. And, of course, everybody's very precious with their hair. Mm. I mean, and we're the, wor- we're mm. the worst cul- culprits. Mm. And so you're constantly looking for solutions, constantly. And so then you go home and you're a mum, you're a wife, you're a partner. You still have to keep that going. Yeah. And so I always... Um, I always used to say, like, I totally understand what it means to be a man because as a woman I was the only breadwinner mm-hmm. mm. and constantly having to feel like I, I had to have my had to have my shit together. Yeah. And so um, and I couldn't show that I was struggling. Yes. I so, couldn't show mm. that I was struggling because um, you had to be strong. I had to be strong. Mm. And so all that amalgamation affects the body, um, which is which is really what I focus on now as a mental health practitioner mm. and, and more as a certified um, meditation practitioner yeah. is creating or at least facilitating in my clients the relationship with their body mm-hmm. because we disconnect so much. Yeah. We can't afford to actually be too self-aware because if we're so self-aware, we, we know we have to change something. Yes, and that's the thing. All the time you can avoid that knowing, yeah. people will stay in that zone yeah. because as soon as that awareness comes to you, like you say, it's like, well, now I'm aware of that. I've got to change something change about something. myself. Yeah. And changing myself is scary. Mm. 
like how do I do that where do I begin oh my god what happens if I open up a can of worms and then I go down a path of you know depression breakdown or whatever it might be not realizing that you're suffering suppressed depression Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. you're already suffering that but you're 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 not you're not consciously looking at it working on it um and and healing that Mm. so what suffers yeah your body suffers yes migraines occur your 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 shoulders and your back is aching so your body is trying to tell you and that's not just with hairdressers no that's that's with with everyone that's just the way people operate yeah and so and so then we wonder why we've got you know um society that are just living off antidepressants or you know psychosomatic medication or or um can't live a life without you know getting on drugs every weekend because mm-hmm. that's the only outlet we have yeah of allowing our body to be free yeah and it's like and so as an aod worker now i always educate my clients now it's like actually you're not addicted to the drugs you're literally doing what you only know how to do because you don't yet give your body permission to be at ease Mm. or have fun or be free or be released of a certain energy so what you do is you do whatever you're doing with drugs to actually give the body permission to do what it actually needs to do yeah and they'll choose the drug that gives them that feeling yeah that's all that is Mm. it's super simple Mm. but we don't look at it like that. no and if you don't have the awareness it's very hard to to get out of that side of things isn't it well even the even the sector doesn't have that awareness even the sector doesn't have that awareness Mm. because we because we're that disconnected from the body When you're saying sector, what do you mean? The AOD sector, right, okay. the drug and alcohol sector, yeah. the mental health sector. Mm-hmm. Even they, even they don't make the correlation. Yeah, yeah. This is why I love meditation work because they that sector do have the understanding. Yes, connecting the mind and body. They do have the mm-hmm. understanding, mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I did it. Yeah. So when did you, um, you said that you, 2017, you closed down your hair, your hair salon? Yeah. And then had you, like, dabbled in this side of things prior to leaving the salon? Or yeah, is this so, all since 2017? Yeah, no, so, so even having the salon, after hours, um, after hours we would uh, open up the salon to the community and I would have like guest speakers in to talk about AOD even though I was um, qualified in that yeah you can't sort of you you can't do everything really well Mm -hmm. so at that time you know I was um, doing well as a hairdresser Yes. And I was working long enough doing that. Mm. And I knew lots of people in the AOD mental health sector. Yes. So I would just get them in to do yeah. what they do really well in my space. Yeah. And so it was quite a hub in the community um, where I lived. If you can imagine kind of East Bansdale. Yeah. I deliberately created yeah. a really cool, awesome salon yeah. in that in kind that of area. Environment. Mm-hmm. In that environment and after hours we did um 
we had guest speakers that come in talked about NA Narcotics Anonymous AA um and and we had people that had you know been through been through that program Mm. and um would be guest speakers and yeah so do a lot of outreach that that way and we were kind of like this pseudo referral base yes nice after hours yeah yeah because if you think about it you know when it comes to the services that are out there they're generally open nine till five for yep. instance because yep. the people that are working in that environment are like the office hours yeah. it's just like okay then but where do these people go yeah. after those hours yeah. and and we used to have um and so i used to have um like church groups there once a week as well which is yeah. awesome like we get 50 people wow in 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 the salon yeah yeah um, did you grow good. up is it a christian or catholic for yourself well i grew up well i went to a catholic school yep um and so when i was young like my parents and my parents never talked about you know god or anything like that at home but they did send me to a catholic school Mm. um and so my relationship with religion literally began under a big massive oak tree just talking to the creator of Mm. this oak tree um, and having conversations by myself because I didn't really have a lot of friends at school Mm -hmm. and I was never one of those kids that had, like, the best friend. Yeah. And I was was never hugely popular um, as a kid. So I didn't sort of gather lots of people around me and I always felt quite... um, I know, a little bit sort of introverted. Yeah. Even though I was very talkative and I used to get in trouble lots when I was when I was a kid talking <laughs> too much. But yeah, so I never couldn't I can honestly say I really can't remember a, you know, sermon that was ever spoken at the at the um Catholic church. Yeah. But I just remember looking at awe as a five year old, like nobody taught me this just in my heart thinking oh my god I would love to be one of those ladies that was locked away in a convent and just praying for the world yeah wow and like just spending every day with god like and how that, special would that yeah be? <laughs> and was that where that thought of like I want to be a hairdresser and I want to be a nun came into it like the, yeah, the, they, they, they I want to be a nun yeah, <laughs> just on a frail day yeah it was it was crazy because I actually used to have dreams when I was that young I used to dream that I owned a hair salon but out the back I'd pray for people it was so it was so strange and and by the time like 2017 came and I had my own salon like that actually happened but when I was 12 my parents my parents separated um Mm -hmm. and they eventually divorced but um because we used to come up to Bansdale as kids with my mum and dad and uh you know my auntie and uncle which is Daniel's mum and dad yes so they used to live up here and so um you know Marlene's like my favorite auntie and she always has been and so she used to look after me quite a little a lot when I was a little girl when I was just born and so um when my parents split up my mum and my brother and I moved up here Mm. and so they took me to my first big like born again Christian church Mm -hmm. and I was I was the first time I'd actually heard about you know 
this message of Jesus yeah. and salvation and everything because, of course, like, oh, well, I didn't hear about that when I was five yeah. or I didn't understand yeah. it. Yeah, you just knew I was of just praying. Like God was in heaven. Yeah. I was on earth and somehow there was this big chasm in between and I just really wished that somehow we could be together, <laughs> you know, as a wow. five-year-old. It was really weird. And wow. So, so and that's an early memory to... To take yourself I, I back to no being memory five, be, like before that. Yeah, I mean, I can't even think about my first memory. Yeah, that was that is distinctly my yeah. first my first memory as a yeah. kid, and so um, and so when I was twelve, yeah, they took me to this church here in Bansdale, and um, and I was like, oh my god, like I always knew there was something else. Mm-hmm. I always knew there was something else, and it was Jesus. And, and I heard the message like he was not only on earth but in me. And I was like, oh, my God, like, wow. And, you know, they did the whole kind of, you know, who wants to invite Jesus into the heart? And well, I, as a 12-year-old, I, I was the first person there. No one even asked me. Yeah. And so, um, and so that was like my beginning of my own kind of relationship with Christianity. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, you know, we moved We moved away not long after. I started high school here in Bansdale. We moved away not long after. Um, and between that, that age and 18 or 19, when I had my first child, mm-hmm. um, I went through a lot. I mm-hmm. suffered a lot of um, depression myself. I mm-hmm. had a couple of nervous breakdowns mm-hmm. when I was 14, 15. Yeah. I... I survived two suicide attempts mm. at that time. Mm. So I went through quite a lot of my own kind of mental health issues and just feeling quite powerless yeah. in life and not having the skills to work through life. And especially back in that day and age, there was no awareness of yeah, mental health. There was no awareness not, no. Of, of self-awareness. Mm. Mm. And no, certainly nobody at school. I got yeah. bullied a lot at school. Um, I used to race BMXs, which I absolutely awesome. loved. Yeah, I have you still got a BMX it. now? I haven't got a BMX oh, now. Lisa. But I can pop monos. Oh, no, disappointing. I, I can pop monos, no worries. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. I'm a 52-year-old that can pop monos. I love that. Um, and, yeah, and, and, and uh, my brother used to race motocross, and so we were always involved in stuff like that. Um, and I think that's something that we really missed when my my parents divorced because mm-hmm. um, you you grieve not just your parents being together but you grieve the life that you have as a family yeah and so uh, my dad wasn't you know my dad wasn't the best husband but he was a great dad mm-hmm. and so you know we did heaps of stuff on weekends yeah. and we had speedboats and you know we went skiing and uh you know we had motocross and bmx and all that sort of stuff and we went wow. from that to literally barely seeing him um to my mum having to work for the first time in her life yeah um to having no money i mean we lived in the in a caravan park up here i shared a caravan with my mum and yeah. my brother wow and you know, my first week at school, high school here, I'm, like, getting ready in a toilet block. Yeah. After, you know, like... And that was age 12? I was 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot for a child to 
yeah. take on and to experience, yeah. you know. And my mum, my mum suffered, you know, understandably. Yeah, my mum suffered a lot in that yeah. time. I mean, he was her world. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a big mistake <laughs> for any woman to, yeah. have, to oh be honest. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, so I went through my, you know, through that. And honestly, it was my, it was, it was my faith that I can see um, really like kept me alive mm. through all that time. Particularly with the suicide attempts. Yeah. How old was you? Was that both in your teenage years? I was 14. Yeah. Both times. Yeah. And so, so, you know, fast forward to when I was, 19 and I and I was pregnant with my first Mm. son Mm. I moved back here to everything to everything I knew was certain and secure in my life Mm. and I had that with Marlon my my auntie Marlene and uncle Shane yeah they were really people in my life that um yeah were very safe for me mm. and and um and i used to look up because i used to look after daniel when he was born and his <laughs> brothers and so uh you know marlene was just such a beautiful source source of second mothering yeah for me. comforting comfort very comforting she and mm. and she she'd been married you know her, her and her and shane got married at, you know they were 17 18 yeah they had a house yeah. like stability stability yeah. And of course, obviously, you know their, their their lives have as as humans do. Your lives go through a lot. Mm. Um, it's more than what you think it is when you're a kid. Yeah. Um, but still, for me at that time, they were just so available for yeah. me. They were yeah. So available for this young single mum. And of course, I, I I wanted to return to church. Yeah. Yeah. Which was your initial church. Which was that you my, came across ingle- was here. Yeah, my yeah. initial church. Yeah. And so my as a nineteen year old, I'm about to have a baby and my best friends are my auntie and my nana. Yeah. Yeah. But it was what I needed. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. And so um I, I'm a big advocate for um, mixed ratio communities, mm. mixed age ratio mm-hmm, communities. Mm. I think that's brilliant. Yes, absolutely. And the Netherlands do this really well, which is what I love. Um, I love what Daniel does here in the community because you have old, yes. older older oh, guys absolutely. and younger kids, and yes. it's just he's awesome. so good at bringing people together. He really is. He really, and that's one thing that I really admired in Daniel when yep. I met him like you know I cut his hair we got on like a house on fire he said no <laughs> yeah. you should come along to the shop I was like I'll come along to the shop um, and I just yeah. I kind of I said to him um, Daniel and I recorded a podcast episode the other week and okay. that, I'll release that in the coming weeks as well and I said to him on that when I came in here I felt like I was home straight away yeah like I used to work in a barber shop which had skateboards up on the wall. Yeah, right, we right. had like little BMX um, little toys for the little kids to play. Yeah, we awesome. had a drum kit. We had a Harley Davidson yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah. And I just walked in. I was like, oh my God, I f- literally feel like I've got a piece of my home here. Yeah. And it feels like home. Yes. You come in That's here so and you just sit down yeah. and you chat and things. So, uh, yeah, I it's definitely a real collective. take my hat off It's for a real that. collective. And yes. I, I love how. Um, I love how the world has um, and the world of business has changed mm. in that 
it's more of a of a collective collaboration now rather than separation yeah Mm. and actually i was saying to him i said oh dude you know you could actually get some really great um business grants and you know open up the business and extend your business um for you know youth initiatives Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. to put together workshops yeah um and train kids in building bikes and Mm. stuff like that there's so Mm. much you could do absolutely and there's a young audience here for it too and it's like where does that young audience go because there's really when i like even me just being here for the past 15 months i've gone what the heck is there for me to do? I mean, yeah. other than, of course, you've got so your you've amazing... So you been in Bansdale that long? 15, 16 months oh, now. Yeah. yeah, so I got here in September 2022. Uh-huh. And um, I, ha- I don't have a vehicle either. I think this is the thing for me. You better get a bike. Yeah. Bansdale well, bikes, have you oh, heard no, of them? Well, They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daniel actually lent me one of his bikes and it got oh, stolen a few oh, months no, ago. Oh, Yes, what? I was so annoyed. So I called Shoot. him up and I was like, Daniel, mate, I've got some really bad news to tell you. He's oh, like, oh, what's that, mate? No. Said, your bike's been stolen. And he went, he just laughed. He was like, ha ha, that was bound to happen at some point. And I was like, oh, is that God. all you're going to say to me? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it, mate. And I was like, your oh, bike's shit. been stolen. I I owe you a bike now. Nah, don't worry about it, mate. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, um, but I think the not, so, and, you know, sort of getting back to that point, like, the, the what do people do here? Because if you haven't got a car such as myself, look, I'm 34, I don't have a car. And yes, there's the outdoor, there's the water sport, you've got the lakes, you've got the sea, you've got the mountains, you've got the snow in the winter, you've got obviously the beaches in the summer. But if you don't have a car, which most kids don't, right? Well, kids don't. Yeah, yeah. And if they don't have parents to take them to all of these outlets, where is there to go for people that don't yeah. have the accessibility? Yeah. Whereas there's our bikes is so accessible to yeah, the, to the yeah, community. Yeah. It's, you know, how easy is it for them to get into Bairnsdale, like, parent drop them off, get a bus from Painesville or Lakes, whatever. Yeah. And they're in Bairnsdale, they come to the hub, you know, Bairnsdale Bikes, and then they've actually got, they've got a bit of a purpose, mm-hmm, a place mm-hmm, to come mm-hmm. to for them to be able to go, yeah. oh, I like it here. Oh, yeah, like skateboarding, yeah. biking, you know, you got your ping pong table there. You got music on and yeah, graffiti it. on the wall. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just stimulating yeah. for youth to come in here and be like, "Whoa, yeah. what's this?" That's why, and this is the good thing about um, the the area of of youth work and mental health work, right? Mm. Because, and this is why I was saying this and making this suggestion to him, because the collaboration of businesses these days a lot of youth i even suggested that you know he he could actually have a youth work a a youth worker or a psychologist that actually comes in here or any other building that he takes over and actually does assessments here Mm. because very rarely you know there's a bit of that stigma yeah. youth and kids going into mental health facilities yes. to have all those sort of psychological assessments, assessments. or even counselling done or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a big believer in just breaking down those barriers of what a, a mental health um, a building should look mm. like. Mm. And instead of trying to create some dorky mental health building look yeah. cool, yeah, like, just... Just, just get a, just get a psychologist or an assessor or a counselor to work out of 
a, a, a hub. Yeah, yeah. That's already that's already operating yes. as a pseudo youth centre. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's not hard to do. Yeah, it's just in the way you frame it up. Yes, and it's in the way you write your your grant process. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, all that's it is. So fascinating, isn't it? And so, you know, we've we've been able to um, the 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 mental health sector's been able to. Um, come a long way in in that area and you know accept that that is changing yeah yeah accept that that is changing that's the thing isn't it is in any industry to be able to make a shift make a move make a change yeah the industry has got to accept and be willing to move with that shift yeah and that, that's something that i want to do with the hair industry yeah. it's it's stepping into the health and well-being sector aspect of things bringing that into the hair industry going how can we as an industry look after the health and well-being mm. the health and the happiness yeah. of hair professionals yeah yeah because as you know how hard like what we were saying yeah how hard it is for our job being on our feet all day yeah. working all day we're getting people's problems to with, bring that awareness and do you know yeah. where that starts and i'll tell you where that starts that starts in um in your actual hairdressing units that are delivered in college in college mm-hmm. um big uh that'll change now that needs to start to change like even in america um i mean they're training hairdressers to identify victims of um uh domestic, domestic violence, violence yeah because that is your first point of con- a hairdresser is you is usually like 95 percent your first point of contact mm of things that happen um domestically whether it's you know any anything within a relationship but but particularly domestic violence yeah um especially like if you're going to shampoo and easy things to identify things like um shampooing somebody's hair that's got a sensitive head right somebody who's been you know struck or somebody who's had their hair pulled or something like that um and also do up close and personal conversation Mm. like you're often with somebody for three hours Mm. and so you know as hairdressers people don't actually realize the intimate space that you are in with a client the moment they sit in the chair Mm -hmm. well it's a very it's a very privileged position we're in it is a really privileged to have that connection and truly see what humanity is yes yeah and so and so um a lot of a lot of training that should actually um happen with hairdressers is not to um or for hairdressers to understand that they're not counsellors they don't have to be counsellors but what's the referral process yeah yeah What's the referral process, yeah. and 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 what's the dialogue that happens when you when a hairdresser feels like they're in too deep, because and also too the training around how how a human, not just in a hairdressing you know but it could be a masseur or a, a beauty therapist or um, and especially counsellor right it's all the same it's all in the same vein yeah the the energetics. And the um, the psychosomatic uh, effects that a human takes on, 
when they're in that interaction mm-hmm. and it's science now the type of neuroscience yes. I'm yes. studying mental health and neuroscience at yes. graduate degree oh my god year, NLP right? neurolinguistic programming yeah it's, ma- it's, yeah, so, and, and well, it's massive that's, it's so that's great big. as well yes um, I've done that as well but professional there's actual NLP, science but about frequencies yep, and 100%. energy transfers yep. and how we co-regulate mm. yeah right and how our nervous system is a lot of the time deregulated yes and we're not taught how to regulate yeah. our nervous system and and it's not um it's not woo woo no it's not woo woo junk anymore mm-hmm. like this is serious science and it's evidence-based practices yeah these aren't theories no. anymore no and it's ridiculous and archaic for people yeah. to believe that these things yeah. are just theories mm. um they're not there's you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of scientific evidence, books, papers um, that have been published on this. Mm. Um, and even even now, um, mindfulness is, and is a massive psychological technique. Absolutely, that's where your meditation comes into in mental health. And mm. I mean, the top authors now, top authors are coming out saying that they've been meditating for years. Yeah. So, you know, these practices are, and and even a part of my, um, you know, Christianity you asked earlier, like, Mm. you know, where my kind of religion, my religious background and and stuff has come from, but that has evolved Mm. over decades. Yeah. Like evolved over decades. Yeah. I um you know, I'm a part of a global uh church that um, you know, is based in Eastern Christianity and it's quite esoteric. Um and so which is beautiful, which really introduced me to meditation. Mm. Esoteric. What's esoteric. This? Um it's, it's a more mystical um it's more mystical and yet very orthodox. Okay. And so which has actually been really beautiful for me to learn that because it's taken me back to understand the liturgy and the ritualistic practices of orthodox Christianity mm-hmm. like Catholicism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the rituals of communion and how... All of that actually resembles and symbolizes the body. Mm. Even communion, the body and the bread and how that yeah. that all affects um, us somatically. Mm. So when uh, we're taking communion, when we're um, meditating in a certain way and our breath work in mm. a certain way to be able to get heightened sense of consciousness or a heightened sense of brain waves that take us into a different state, state. Mm-hmm. okay, to have visual um, disturbances, so to speak. Mm. This, this, was, this was all, this was what the Jews did. Years ago. In the Old Testament. This is what monks do. Yeah. The chanting. So even in my meditations now, like when I, um, when I, when I, um, pray or chant a certain way or I'll hum I'll put my ears over my hands over my ears and I'll hum deep into my body so my body feels a vibration mm. and I'll be thinking something like specific when I'm doing that like these are like ancient practices, practices. that um, 
you know, lots of people talk about now. Mm-hmm. It's not woo-woo stuff no, anymore. Not at all. And we've lost all that through mm. scandalising it all. Yes. And I think religion's been a big, been a big part of scandalising that, unfortunately. Mm. But we're coming back around to that. I definitely feel, I don't know whether how you feel, but... For me, I've definitely started noticing this change of frequency yeah. in the universe. Hundred percent. Like, I well, that's because there's a cosmic change. shift in the like, age. There is, yeah, right? There is. There is. Like, like, I can physically feel it. Yeah. Well, there's literally many people will globally, and that's because we've gone from the Piscean age in 2021, December specifically. Mm-hmm. We went from the Piscean age into the Aquarian age. So the last time we were in the Aquarian age was the 70s. So what happened in the 70s? Mm, everybody started waking up. <laughs> everybody was like taking LSD. And then, yeah. oh, guess what? LSD uh, therapy was being shut down. People went, now it's being, yes, now, and now, now it's coming back. coming yes, back, right? So, yes. um, and so, and after, and after that, there'll, there'll be a balance that needs to come back in as well. Yes. Yeah. Before it goes too far. Too far, way. which it did yeah, yeah. in the 70s. Yes. So yeah, maybe that's why they stopped it. The government was like, no. Well, well this is a beautiful mm. thing about about God and creation. He he already creates a balancing uh, a balancing scale cosmically. Yeah. Right. And so we have to understand as human beings that we're we're actually a part of that, and our mm. physical bodies are part of that. Um. And if anyone disagrees with that, we just have to remember that the moon itself uh, perpetuates a woman's cycle, mm. for starters. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't and it? And if we didn't have the sun, we'd all be dead literally within, I think, scientifically eight minutes. I did not know this. Yeah. Wow. So, 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 so please wow. don't tell us. Please don't tell us that the planets mean nothing to our physical body. They mean everything. Wow. To our I did not. Body. Yeah. Without a sun, we'd be dead in eight minutes. Yes. How did they? How, how did they calculate that? That would be fascinating to. Yeah. Learn more on. Yeah, and so, and so that's how electromagnetics work. Mm. You know, there's this. I mean, crazy diabolical um, mastery going on in the whole of creation. Mm. And we're a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. We're well, created about beings. With the molecules, the, yeah. the cells, yeah. like the oh. atom, the atoms. Totally. Do you um, follow and like Joe Dispenza? Love Joe Dispenza. Oh, how great is he? Yeah, I really like Joe Dispenza. I've, I've recently He's got some been, really great meditations. He too. really does, doesn't he? Yeah. I really would love to learn more from Joe Dispenza. I know that he's got a couple of online courses that are yeah. just a few hundred dollars, which I'd love to do, but finances right now don't push that, that, that direction <laughs> right now. But I actually, as soon as you said that you've, you're a certified meditation coach as well, I was like, oh my God, so am I. Yeah, oh, are you? Yeah, oh, I literally became a certified meditation teacher yeah. last year. Oh, wow. So I did. And did you do that through uh, I did it through, no, I did it through a guy called Brett Moran. Mm -hmm. He is a yoga, I don't think he actually teaches yoga any, well, he doesn't, I say he doesn't teach yoga anymore. But he, um, so Brett Moran's story is amazing. Young teenage guy, background is in like London area, in the suburbs, getting into drugs, dealing drugs. Um, He then eventually gets, um, goes to court because he got caught um, stealing a car and so on. Like the story goes mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Ends up in jail. 
in jail, he ends up waiting for his drug dealer or somebody to pass drugs to in the library. Yeah. And he says... Contraband. A, yeah, right. And he says... <laughs> I used a, to work in prison, so I know you? what that is. Yeah. So a book, he said a book fell down on the floor and he picked it up. Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of this book. I have to think of it. But he picked up this book and he was just like, oh, seems interesting. So anyway, he said it was so ironic because he was in the library to do a drug deal, found this book, took it, like hid it, Yep. in his pocket so nobody could see what book he'd got um went back to his cell started reading and he started basically meditating in in his cell yeah right cool and then he comes out of jail and he goes basically then decides to go to thailand he parties in thailand and gets a little bit clean and goes to a um a temple there and is like oh my god this stuff is real you know i didn't think and then he goes back to the uk and i think a few more things happen and then i think he ended up back in the cell for like i think it was just like a day or two like mm. you know he got arrested kind of thing um and basically he's completely transformed his life around he's gone to move to um thailand and he set up a yoga teacher training yeah, right. place and okay. teaching meditations yeah, yeah. so i actually i i haven't caught up with him or i haven't actually asked him this specific question but um he had his yoga meditation studio where he was teaching people to become yoga teachers and meditation mm-hmm. and breathwork teachers yeah. but he's now stepped away from that and he's now done lots of multiple online courses and one of the courses he's done is a 10-week course to become a certified meditation and breathwork yeah. teacher which yeah. is what i've done with okay him. Yeah. yeah so i completed that in november um and now he just literally is focusing on teaching people how to become me- teaching uh, teaching people how to become meditation and breathwork teachers, along with now also doing business coaching. So okay. teaching people how yeah. they can create that freedom lifestyle, yeah. like what he has and things. Yeah. Um, so I actually don't think he he doesn't teach people how to become yoga teachers anymore. I think he's right. like because that's gone yes. through his journey yeah, yeah, and now yeah. he's coming out like this end side side of things, um, and. Yeah, like, God, you know, it's, I, I literally have said to myself, meditation is like, for me, is what's been my saving grace when it comes to my mental health. Yeah. When, when it came to my mental health last year, like the first half of last year, I was low, depressed, my suicidal thoughts started to kick in again, yeah. anxiety, like taking like three hours to get out of bed in the morning. Mm-mm. And then weirdly enough, I just, I've shared this actually on my podcast before, but I found that I was, I can't remember the day, I can't remember where I was or anything, but all I remember is this profound voice just said, meditate. (laughs) And I was like, what? Um, Okay. So I already knew a Brett Moran because I used to follow his meditations in COVID day. So I was just like, I'm going to type in Brett Moran meditation. And I listened to his positive affirmation meditation. Mm-hmm. And I, at the end of that, he said, you can listen for this for seven days, 12 days, 20 days, 30 days. And I'm, like, I'm going to do this for 30 days. Yeah. And I did. And the result at the end of those 30 days, oh, my God, like my my mind and my shift had just yeah. changed. And yeah. I was like, there is something in this. Yeah. I don't know what, what it is exactly right now, yeah. but this is phenomenal. I... I've reduced my symptoms, my mental health, my poor mental health symptoms. I've mm. reduced my depression. I've reduced my anxiety. I've reduced my suicidal thoughts. Like it was still like yeah. there as such, you yeah. know, but certainly dramatically reduced it. So then I decided to keep on going. Yeah. And then I had a conversation with Brett and he said, Hey, Fliss, you know, I've got this meditation course that's, that's going to be starting, um, end of 
August, beginning of September, do you want to come, come join me? I was like, absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went and did my 10-week meditation certification course. And so I've got that. And that's just, you know, again, changed my life. Yeah. Even awesome. just now, I can't, I can't just i can't believe still yeah and is it is it a daily oh. practice for you for me it's a daily practice yeah me too, me yeah, too. yeah. Yep. like don't get me wrong there's some days where i miss it or i don't do it or i'm not in the headspace or i don't want to or i can't be bothered yeah i think particularly after i finished my meditation course because i was account i was accountable to doing it day in day out i was mm. teaching it monday tuesday thursday and friday with my buddy and then they was teaching it back to me yeah. then plus on top of that i was doing my training my five-hour trainings once a week on top of that i was doing my own meditations as well so for solid 10 weeks it was boom 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 yeah, yeah. and then it got to the end of those 10 weeks and then i was like oh well well what now like I've got no accountability and yeah. and I'm not doing this course, but oh my God, now I'm a meditation and breathwork yeah. facilitator, certified yes. teacher. Yeah, yeah. What now? And and I would, I you know, I, now, like kind of looking back at pretty much most of December actually, because I finished that, finished that uh, 11th, of Jul- 11th of November, I finished that. And then for about four to six weeks after that, I really lost my momentum. I kind of like lost my way mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's so many different types of meditation, is, though, as well. Yeah. And it depends on... It really depends on the outcome mm. of your meditation or the purpose mm. for your meditation. Because there's purpose in everything, Yeah, right? There's absolutely... Even if your purpose in your meditation is to think about nothing, that's, that's still, still a, a purpose, purpose. right? Mm. And so, um, like, often... I mean, I'll do, for, for me, the best, for me, one of the best um, meditations is Tohu Wabohu. That is, for me, one of the best meditations. Tohu. Tohu Wabohu. Now, that is Hebrew for formless and void, which is literally in the first book, of, in the first book of the Bible, which is Genesis. Um, and it talks about, it talks about before the world began, the everything was formless and void wow so this tohu tohu or bohu meditation which is an ancient jewish practice um is about bringing everything to nothing Mm. now nothing doesn't mean nothing nothing means potential Mm -hmm. so it's not yet formed Mm. so your meditation Mm. is actually about creating something Mm right but to create something you must first bring everything you're thinking to To no thing yeah to no thing which is what god did when he created yeah the world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everything was formless and void the bible says in the book genesis Mm -hmm. and um water covered the earth deep darkness covered the earth okay and he said let there be like let there be this so then he started creating from nothing he started mm-hmm. creating from nothing mm-hmm. and that's what we do in meditations so mm-hmm. i so i will go into a medit if 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 i there's an outcome that i need to get like this is my new way of prayer yeah yeah, yeah. this is my new way of prayer okay so i've seen money transferred into accounts yeah. i've seen i've seen angels i've yeah. seen beings I've seen lots of things take place within this space um, of meditation 
but I've had to first bring all my thoughts, perspectives, even 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 desires to know th- nothing, nothing first, yeah. know thing first, and then and wait in that space of no thing. Yeah. And so and so it's it's learning the art actually of being okay with no thing or not attaching yes. to the first yes. thought that comes That's into your the mind. Thing, isn't it? It's removing the attachment, removing it's the letting attachments. go, it's surrendering. Yeah. And mm. and of course like when you practice that, when that becomes a daily practice, it's beautiful because when you come out of your meditations, right? Um which is very different to contemplative prayer or reflective prayer, which is how I used to start. Right. Like in, say, 2018 I started yep, that. Yeah, okay. Um, which, again, is a very spiritual practice, reflective meditation and contemplation. That's yep. still a meditation. Yes. But there's something very specific that you're meditating on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, it's 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 a hindsight practice, right? And so it, this is very different. So that's what I'm saying. There's lots of different meditations. Mm, there is. Yeah. <laughs> what and, do you choose? It's like yeah, the mix. Choose, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, but it's beautiful though, because when you do come out of your your daily meditations, you're actually not as attached to stuff. Yes. Oh my God, that's stuff. been like one of the biggest things yeah. and changes, yeah. Lisa, for me. Yeah. I was getting myself Crazy. so worked up yep. about my work situation, yep. about where I'm living, that I was lonely, mm-hmm. that my finances, that my visa, it was just like it everything felt so heavy. Yep. And, and, the, and the practice oh of meditation God, disentangles yes. you yes. from being attached mm-hmm. to every thought, yes. concern, yes. worry, dialogue, um, communication Mm -hmm. that comes your way argument fight whatever it might be you've already learned the practice of detaching yes and so that actually you see the fruit of that in Mm -hmm. your normal lifestyle absolutely yeah i know i know for for last year a huge amount of it i was taking many things personally yep from a few people you're way less reactive and now yeah i'm just like whatever a bit more chilled yeah. sure thing doesn't matter yeah like it yeah it's crazy how that happens isn't it when you it start is. meditating and, and when, it's really funny don't you think because when people go oh you know it's just not something i can do meditate and it's like okay so many people say that don't and, they? and it's like okay so tell my son said this um who who rides motorbikes a mm-hmm. lot and mm-hmm. and i said so you know tell me what you love to do where you just zone out and he and he goes you know ride a motorbike and I go that's meditation you're just con- you just either zoning out or concentrating on just one, one thing, thing. Mm-hmm. that's a form of meditation and so what we don't actually realize and it's like when people say to me oh, I could never do AA or NA because I don't do programs well you're already working a program it's either the no program program or you're working a program. It's either the difference is it's either conscious or sub or, yeah. or subconscious or mm-hmm. unconscious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Either way, you're working a program. Yes. It's either the nightly news program or the mainstream news program, or it's the gossip program. You're just picking up whatever you hear yes, and you believe it. I love that. So it's either unconscious or it's conscious. You choose. You get to choose. Meditation's exactly the same. Mm. You're either consciously doing it. 
or you're unconsciously doing it. Yes. But either way, you're focusing on something. Yes. It's either going to be your worries, your concern, your bills, your whatever it is, or, or you're zoning out. But either way, you have to choose to be conscious mm-hmm, about something. Mm-hmm. And so what people don't realise is that when, when you choose to create patterns, right, and this is the big thing about mental health, and it's the massive thing about addiction, and it all ties in because it's all about how the body operates, the physical body operates, the, the physiology and the bio, biology operates, right? Patterns create automation because automation's easy. Mm-hmm. Automation is just subconscious. We don't have to think about it, yeah. right? Yeah. But what we don't realise is that that's created from patterns. So we're either working a a programmed pattern from our childhood or some programmed pattern, what we've learned and picked up from someone else, somewhere mm-hmm. else, whatever environment or atmosphere it was, okay? But we can change that. And if we consciously change that, we do that same thing all the time. We are now creating another pattern that soon just becomes subconscious as well. That becomes yeah. easy as well. That yeah. becomes an automation within the physiological system. Yes. And so this is what we have to, well, this is what I teach people, mm. whether it's by meditation, whether it's in AOD circles, because, see, that's what drugs are. That's what addiction is. Yeah. Addiction is just automation. That's yes. all it is. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, what there's that saying, isn't it, um, it takes something like 30 days to change a habit or something like that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact amount of days. But it's it's going, okay, well... Wh- you're when automating, you're re-automating. Yeah, you're, you're, you're re-automating. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. all the time you're in an unconscious, subconscious, um, automatic, automative um, program, yeah. you're not going to realise that you need to change the pattern yeah. to re-automate it. Exactly. And it's, it's yeah. that point of going... Oh, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to become conscious. I'm going to become aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to acknowledge yeah. that this is a thing. I'm actually going to be the creator. Mm. That's actually what it's yeah. about. And that's what I love about... Taking control of yeah. what your life is yeah. like. That's, um, well, this is what I love about being um, a minister, about being a pastor, Yeah, is that in that space, um, I get to, I get to teach people that because the bible talks about us Mm co-creating so we don't abdicate our role Mm -hmm. as creators because we're made in the image of god we're co-creators the bible talks about we how we Mm co-create and we Mm coexist so what's that mean that means that we're, we're 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 existing cosmically and yet we're so we're in the body but we're in spirit as well yes we, we coexist mm-hmm. in this life that and we're I, living. Yeah, and I think you know how we really know that is you know when someone walks in the room and you straight away get an energetical feel from yeah, them. Yeah, That's their or spirit. Or I'm, I'm, I'm picking something up or yes. I just got a vibe. Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Totally. Like we all know yeah. when there's like the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. Don't we? But how's this though? <laughs> so check this out. The beautiful thing about that being so that's so the beautiful thing is that we can create our atmosphere. We can actually yes. change that. Absolutely. So what do we want to create? Mm. That's about 
re-automating stuff. So then, so then we're not a product of our environments. We're not a product of the energy around us. We're actually creating the environment. We're creating the energy around us. We're creating what we want to mm-hmm. see in our outcomes. Yes. That's that's faith. That's prayer. That's mm-hmm. all these other things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have we don't have to we can can we just stop calling it religion? Yes. Like this is just living. Yeah, well that's the thing and, and you know living. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't class myself as religious. Yeah. I've, you know, I've never believed in God or yeah, yeah. um and uh, you know I've got a number of clients who are Catholic or um Christian and you know I love listening to them their stories because yeah. I'm like well actually in a weird about in a weird roundabout way I'm actually doing what you're doing it's yes. just that you've got yeah, that, that, a, a point it. of focus you just have a different language to describe yeah, it that's actually yeah, all it is exactly and well when because I've recently recorded a free meditation to um pass on to people within the hair industry yeah I say in that, you know, um, whether it's God, spirit, universe, energy, frequency, whatever you want to name it as, yeah. go with that. Yeah. Because we, you know, it's just a label at the end of the day. And this is something that my yeah. my meditation teacher, Brett Moran, taught me is it's just all labels. Yeah, it is. That's all, all it language. is. Language frames up our experiences, mm. which is why the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Because whatever you're speaking and whatever you're saying, you're creating. Yes. Okay. The, lo- the, the, the life and death are in the power of the tongue. Mm. Um, now, the only the, the difference that Christianity has, um, and that includes Catholicism as well, the difference that Christianity has is that um, is of Jesus the Son. Mm-hmm. So, the way to the Father is through the Son. And that is because, and that's the difference in doctrine or that's the difference in belief or the difference in teaching to a universal God. Mm -hmm. There is a universal God. There is a universal um, creator Mm. that everybody does have access to. Yeah. Okay. There is absolutely undeniably no doubt about that. And that we as, as mankind, as human beings are, are all created in the image of, right? Mm. But to 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 have um, to have a concept of that being as father is only accessible through a son, because mm. only because only only a son or a child knows yeah. knows the language of father. True. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because that's how it is in 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 yeah. in in our world as in. Yeah being man, yeah. mankind as in family as mm-hmm. in generations mm-hmm. right okay you can only access the language of father through the identity of a son or a child or a daughter mm-hmm. son or daughter mm-hmm. or a child mm-hmm. that's the language used do you Does feel like sense? i'm just trying to trying to see if i understand that correctly is it in the sense that when we're children because people's addictions can be their god yeah. Well, you're, somebody as my partner could be my God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like even in uh, AA, yeah. okay, if you go through the 12 steps of AA. Yes, I've heard of that. Right. Yeah. Russell Brand's very good at it. He's amazing. Yeah. And it's yeah. an amazing program. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, and why I love it is because um, people say it's religion, but it's it's not mm. because even though it talks about, even though it talks about um I give my will over to the God of my understanding and I came to realise 
that um, I came to realise that my addiction was greater than myself and only a God, only God who was greater than I, right, could restore me to my sanity. Mm-hmm. Now, the God of my understanding, it says. So who's the God of our understanding? All right. For some people, their, their God is their addiction. Yeah. Their God is their body. Their mm. God is their partner. Mm. And so with AA... Some people who are atheists, some people have gotten into addiction through traumatised sexual abuse through yeah. through religion. Yeah. So they're, they're not going to use God as their high no, power. No, of course. Because That's they're like the, Yeah, because it's like I've been abused yeah. by the one person I thought yeah. I could have yeah. trust and faith so who in. Do you, so, who, so, so, so the God of their understanding is good orderly direction, G-O-D. Mm-hmm. Good orderly direction. So anybody can call God anything. Yeah. All right? However, to be able to understand this massive creator as father, you you can only you only know that through the identity of a son or a daughter mm-hmm. or a child. Mm-hmm. Because that's the language. That's yeah. the identity. That's yeah. the identity. So, what you're saying is, are you sort of saying that we need to step into our childlike state? That too. That's why he says to receive the kingdom of God as a little child. Mm. Because when you think about it, and this is something that Brett Moran actually says as well, is when we're a child, when we're a baby, we are pure. Yeah. And the, even our you know, frequency. So our frequency yeah. is alpha state. Yes. When we come into the world. Now, and this will blow your mind. When mm. we come into the world, we have a we have a brainwave alpha state. Now, do you know what the word alpha means? God, I know that there's different frequencies of sleep. You're gonna have to remind yeah, me. Yeah, so alpha is it's called the godlike state. Mm-hmm. So alpha is first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the Bible calls God alpha. Is the alpha and omega, first and the last, mm-hmm. beginning and the end. And alpha stands for A, the first letter of the... Which, which in the Jewish... Thing, which the, in the, the, yeah, yeah, that's the, right. What is it? The alphabet? I don't alphabet, know why I couldn't think of that word. Right. I'm like, uh, what's and that word? The, and in the Jewish alphabet, which is the alphabet, mm. right, they have pictorial, a pictorial alphabet. alphabet. And the A is symbolised by a picture and that that picture is an ox. Mm, Right. It's an ox. And so scripturally in the Bible it talks about being, um, it talks about the ox having the strength, right? And so that's what, so that's what we're we're taught in Christianity is to, is to um, rely on the strength mm. of the alpha, mm. to rely on the strength. Yeah. And now who does that? A yeah. child. Yeah, yeah, they rely on their parent. On the father. Yeah. Not and the mother? Um, the mother has a different role. So, yeah. so scripturally and also too, so the word alpha, uh, the word alpha is a masculine word. Yes, yes. But the word spirit... Ruach, mm-hmm. which is breath, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. or and even Holy Spirit, which yeah. is Ruach Kakadesh, yeah, is actually a feminine, feminine word, yeah, right. So, so mother is not uh, rejected or denounced at all, 
from religion and it shouldn't be. And mm. if it has been, it's because of um, the way mankind has um, dejected it from the conversation. And so... Um, that and that that's why, like when Adam and Eve were created, right? The Bible says in Genesis that God made them man, male and female. God made them male and female, mm-hmm. and the feminine was taken out of the male, right? And then the male comes out of the feminine, the feminine through yeah. childbirth. Mm, wow. There's male and female. Oh, that's interesting, isn't there's it? There's male and female in in both in in humans. Mm, in, mm. in in all yeah, humans. Yeah, well we all have a and feminine a energy and a masculine that, that, energy, exactly, don't we? Exactly. You know? So there's Yin no that's right. So yeah. that's right. So so there's there's actually no um there's a distinction but there's no separation. Which is something that again yeah. we're learning now. And that's coming to our consciousness now, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And that doesn't mean that um, we don't have differentiation between our genders. Of course we do. But there's no separation between us. There's no, no. separation between no. us. And, and so there is distinction, but there's no separation. I love that. And so, uh, you know, uh, my, my son who has... Um, who builds Harley Davidsons? Who has you know four daughters, um, and he's just like, oh my god, you know, four daughters. Like, oh, it's really struggling. And I was, and I was like, you'll struggle less when you accept yourself as as a feminine energy. Yeah. When you can accept the feminine side of you, you will stop rejecting the feminine side of. Yeah somebody mm, else mm, whether it's your daughter mm, your mother a, a sister or yeah, whatever that may yeah, be yeah and the same with the same with women too mm, yeah you know? absolutely and and it's finding that balance um which again is god's great design yeah. you know he brings male and female together yeah um, i funny that you say that because looking back over like my my years in my 20s i had a really horrific it ended up being a horrific relationship in my early 20s and then from that point i just didn't want to know anything about men i thought men all men were evil yeah. like never gonna like give myself away again not meaning like in terms of marriage yeah, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. give myself to another male yeah, person yeah. yeah and i had this big huge boundary up and then so that that relationship ended when i was about 23 and then I went traveling when I was 25 and probably within the first one to two years of those travels. So from age 25, to 27, I started kind of opening myself up to the possibility of incorporating men into my life again. And then sort of fast forward a bit more, it then got to 20, probably the, the first time I ended up starting to actually drop down that barrier towards the masculine kind was in 20, um, 20, 2018 to 2019. And it's funny that you were saying that because now looking back at that, I'm just like, so I was, how old was I then? I was like, what, I'm now 20, I'm now 34, 2018, 2019. God, I'm trying to do my maths now. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was in my, um, I was like in my late 20s at that point. But now looking back at it, ever since I've started to accept the masculine energy into my life again, yeah. I've started to notice I'm stepping into my masculine power yeah. and being a leader and yeah. being a voice, being confident. Yeah. 
really fascinating that you said that. Yeah, it's good. And, and what it actually shows and what it's revealing is that you're trusting your choices mm. in your masculine energy. Yeah. You're trusting yourself. So whereas you would have lost that, you would have lost that in your disappointment and, and in your wound yeah. for men. So when you lose your trust in, you know, the masculine energy which you did, you mm. actually means that you lost trust in yourself. Self, yes. Because you didn't trust yourself to yes. make certain decisions or wise choices or something like that. Absolutely. And I, can to- I totally understand yeah. that because... Um, when I mean I you know I've raised four sons Mm -hmm. and um a lot of that time as as a single mum so I had a lot of masculine energy um and so when I look at my my boys most of them um or I would say probably three out of four of them um have quite strong masculine energy right and quite sort of uh i would say like that alpha type male energy although although pretty much Mm -hmm. and that's because that's because that was the energy that that they that they grew up with with me yeah okay because you needed to be be you had to be that role you had to be a mum and a dad yeah well and also too because i didn't feel um I didn't have that in my partnerships. Mm. So I I didn't feel safe being feminine. Mm. And it really wasn't until my granddaughters were born. Yeah. Um, and my daughter-in-law actually brought out, you know, by default really, um, a lot of that uh, self-permission in me to have a feminine energy. Because mm. she just flat out refused to have that sort of strong masculine energy around her daughters for yeah. her own for her own reasons and, yeah. and, and she had her own reasons for that um which certainly would have come out of her own wounds as well yeah. with her own yeah. masculine yeah. sort of en- en- energetic wounds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um nevertheless it caused me to have to allow myself which I could because my sons had grown up. I didn't actually have to be or feel like I had to be that, that person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and to, or to present that kind of energy, you know, in their lives. Um, but it was really good for me to be able to just step a lot more into my feminine energy. Mm. And also, too, I didn't, I didn't trust myself in my feminine energy. I guess because you hadn't been in that state for so many years, right? You, yeah. How you was probably going? Really how do I identify de- with I've this feminine really side? And I made some really stupid decisions as a yeah. female. Yeah. Really dumb decisions as a female, mm-hmm. and a lot of the uh, conversation um, coming from, you know, divorced parents and coming from quite a toxic breaker mm-hmm. was hearing how useless men were. And, and how horrible men were. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so, so, so as a female, as a woman, I really didn't trust myself. So in my subconsciousness, you know, I just had to be what was, what I, I, I kind of felt like I had to be what I felt one. Yeah, okay. 
because being being female was weak and nobody mm. wanted that. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it crazy that it's that. like, oh, that's not attractive. But actually, no. <laughs> when we fast forward, like now, there's so much feminine movement out there that it's actually become an attractive um, trait to be in touch with your feminine side. Yeah. Same with men. Well, it's like you know, it's, it's it, we've got to have that balance, haven't we? It's we like, definitely we've have got to have, to have balance the balance because, it's because this, we need softness yeah. and we need hardness yeah. and we need feminine, we need masculine. And in, in in each of us, yeah, in each of us, I think. Um, I think once we start, I think once relationships start saying when people, and I can say this at 52, I've been, you know, through two marriages and two divorces mm-hmm. and I've learned a lot. Yeah. And so I think once we honestly start saying to our partners, you have to be like this and you have to be like that and you should be like this and you should be like that, like just, just, just stop. Yeah. Just stop. You just, 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 just learn to appreciate. Absolutely, and if the you're differences. wanting to change somebody that much, then they're clearly not the person for you. The, the, the problem's you. Yeah, the problem's you. Like, you're not designed for one another. Yeah. If, if, yeah, absolutely. Or, or, or you could be designed to truly change each other because that's, mm. and and again we go back to the whole the whole cosmic energy thing. Yeah. Um, like since when don't opposites work together? Yeah. You need your negative and your what is it? You need to be your plus. <laughs> is that right? You need to be yeah. Totally. Absolutely. What what's the magnet? Yeah. That, yeah. That's it. You know you you need that, don't and, you? And so people think because because you don't think like me, then your values must be different. Yeah. Well, that's not true. No. So you know you can have the same values, right? But just get them a different way. Yeah. Like just concentrate on your values. If you've got the same values. Mm-hmm. That that's well half your battles done solved yeah. You know? yeah um and you've got a whole lifetime to work it out i think i remember years ago i just i i was like i didn't know what values were i didn't know what ethics were i didn't know what my beliefs were mm. and then it's not until i've sort of gone through that personal growth yeah the the, the yoga the meditation the traveling moving countries and everything that I then started to, and again, the awareness, it's yeah. having the awareness. And don't you think, you know? can I ask you, don't you think travelling, mm. and I've learned this going backwards and forwards to um, Sri Lanka yeah, and spending a bit of time in America and stuff, you know, like where, where we can be just so, so, so stuck in our own perspectives of what life should be mm-hmm. because we've spent most of our lives around a certain amount of people yes. in a certain town yes. or, 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 or a certain religion yeah. or a certain pers- perspective Culture right we think that's it yeah and absolutely. it's like dude just get out of mm. get out of your little world yes. experience the wider world yes. and you'll see that there's more there's actually there's more, more to, to life there's more there's more to your world there's more to yeah. life there's more perspectives yeah. out there definitely and what there's that big famous saying the five people you spend your most time with is who you become yeah damn true yeah if you're going to be hanging around with heroin addict addicts yeah the likelihood is you're going to be in heroin addict too yeah if you're going to be hanging around with people that believe in god through christianity or whatever yeah. you're going to most likely become a christian yeah 
if you're going to be hanging around with people that love bikes, the likelihood is you're going to be loving bikes. Yeah. You and, know? And, and to have to have a really diverse mm. experience of life. Yeah. Um, I think that's the, one of the really, most powerful things. Yeah. Any and, person and that's could what do. I liked about me- that's what I love about meditation is like when we we're talking before about learning the practice of not attaching mm-hmm. to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. The second biggest thing, and actually I do think this is the biggest thing, is that you're not attaching to polarities of thought, yeah. polarities of mindsets and polarities. It's it's either, you know, like because in the world it's either good or bad, black or white or wrong or right or it's like, dude, go to another country and their wrong and right is going to be completely, completely different. different. Yeah. Their black and white is going to be completely yes. different. Their, their source of food mm. is going to be completely mm. different. Their source of faith or religion is going to be completely different. And the way they the way they work, their work ethic, their even their thoughts on time is completely yes. different. Yes, absolutely. And you will learn to... Um, be okay with yeah, that. Yeah. Because if you're not okay with that, you're going to suffer. Mm. You're going to mm. suffer. Absolutely. So you learn to become Adapt. very adaptive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Become a chameleon. Yeah. Come a, come a chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Absolutely. And that's the I've definitely, you know, probably like yourself moving and like, you know, moving from the UK, Australia, New Zealand. In three of those countries, I've lived in different areas in all three of those countries and it is you you shift location you shift your experiences you you shift your beliefs you shift your culture you shift your values like everything your beliefs like and you also sort of learn to i guess over for for me over the years where i've had to adapt 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 i've really now learned exactly who i am yes so regardless of what location regardless of what community i'm around i I know i can stand in my ground and go i know who i am it's so empowering yes it's so empowering because it means that you're not swayed Mm. by you you're not you 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 don't come undone so Mm -hmm. easily and that's who i used to be become resilient yes that's where resilient relentless yeah yeah and that's what we need in mental health, mm. and and that this is where young people see they why they need to be around older people. They need to be around younger people. They need to have lots of life experiences. Yeah. They need a diversity of of thoughts. Like people go, oh, you know, um, put all these young kids with all the young kids. No, nah, put them with the older kids. Yeah, put them with the, the elderly. Absolutely. I well, mean, like when I was out there, isn't there? Yeah, when, I was do a, that. when I was a nineteen year old. Having my first child. You know, I used to do Bible study with my nana who was 70 and all her friends. And I'm telling you, I absolutely loved it. It was life to me. Yeah. And I'd just come out of, you know, like three or four years of being an absolute lunatic. Mm. I needed that stability. I needed my neurological network to and, and, and my brainwave to actually work straight yes instead of all this frenetic absolutely craziness and that's what meditation can bring you as well isn't it exactly what meditation can bring you yeah it it actually it actually does change the neural Mm -hmm. structures it does in the in your brain neurologically yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah so much to talk about god there is 
god, I wasn't expecting you to throw at me all this amazingness. Oh my <laughs> god. Honestly, yeah. Like, do you know what? When Daniel said, um, oh, just hairdresser and a mental health um, social worker, I was like, oh yeah, like, she sounds like my kind of lady already. Just those two things, right? And I was <laughs> yeah, like, cool. Yeah. And then little did I know how much you can unpack how much you can unpack yeah. in a conversation in a conversation through like your own it's experience, experience. Yeah, it's beautiful. your own experience yeah like the the studies that you've gone to do the people that you've worked with and it's just very inspiring lisa like yeah look at well i am 50, well i'm 53 this year i mean i've packed a quite a bit in but yeah as, as you have yeah i mean i'm 34 so we're 20 oh my years goodness, different wow but just you know, when you start when i've when you started sharing with me your story from being you know this this teenager to then being a young mum and being a hairdresser to then having your your youngest or your eldest at the time i think you said that your youngest was sleeping on the sofa in the salon yeah and um, to then building this mental health um social worker up and doing your meditation course and everything like but when you think about it all the time we've been a hairdresser, we've pretty much been a counsellor. We've, <laughs> exactly. we've learned psychology. Yeah. We've learned the physiology stuff. Yeah. It just well, comes just don't naturally have the, um, to us, you doesn't do, it? You experience yeah. it. Yeah. But you actually but don't, you have, don't, the really language, you don't have the language. You don't have the language You don't have the language to talk yeah. about. Yeah. And you don't have the, you don't have the parameters mm. to put it in. Yeah. Because you can feel it. Yes. You can feel Energetically, it. Energetic, we can feel it. And that's why it becomes overwhelming because mm. you can feel it. Yeah. You go home every day feeling it, um, but you don't know what to do with it because yes. you actually don't know what it is. Yes. And there's no one in the industry to explain that no, to well, you. No, well, that's what I'm wanting to be here for. Hello, into <laughs> Fliss. How amazing. That's so good. Uh, you know? it's really needed. It's really oh, needed. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things, like, you know, I don't know whether you sort of shake off energy like you brush your body down or anything yep. i do a lot of that sort of stuff in meditations yeah. as well and i think that's the thing it's like you step out this is something that has just come to my mind because what i've been doing is i've been doing cutting the cords have you heard of cutting the cords no oh so, visualizing um yeah, yeah and yeah, releasing yeah. the yeah. cords so yeah. um i've been learning a bit about cutting the cords recently um and what's just come to my mind is, well, the other thing that I can do is, because I've also created, sorry, a cleansing spray. Mm-hmm. So, like, between clients, I can spray it on my hands. So okay, yeah, re- yeah. Like, yeah. get rid of the energy from the past client and oh, then yeah, yes. so on. Yeah. Um, but I just thought, you know, what I can do as well is when I get... when Cli- I literally... Clients are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's my energy? What? This is like... Yeah. This is a bit far-fetched. Yeah. And, and, and realising, too, though, you don't want... You, you don't want any... I mean, look, it does sound a bit woo-woo, but... This is why, you know, we pray over our food. Mm. I was just saying this to to one of my sons today. Um, This is why I pray over my food. Yes, because other people's energy has touched it. Have you you worked in a kitchen? I used to be the dish bitch at the local pub. And have you heard people be abusive? (laughs) (laughs) It's going into my body, man. Like, you know, I've literally just thought, actually, talking of the whole shaking. I'm just like, you know what I'm going to do is at the end of my work days, as soon as I step outside of that shop, I'm just going to brush the energy off me. That's it. 
That's it. It's simple. so simple. So simple. So simple. We don't have to like. It doesn't have to be heavy. No, not at all. We don't have to read. Even if into you just like shake much. your body, yeah, and then for like literally two minutes, and then you crack on with your evening. Yeah. You go home and enjoy time <laughs> with your crack family. On, yeah, you know? totally. Ah. I love it. Great. It's good, it's good. Oh wow, that was lovely. Well, thanks. That for was it. such a good conversation. A good combo. Yeah, so I was good. not expecting all of that. <laughs> that was. We packed a bit so in. So good. Yeah, all of that conversation, so many people could relate to or, or gain something from, learn mm-hmm. from. Like, I've learned loads from you. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and vice versa. You know, awesome. love it. That was just amazing. So, thank you. I, I just, I love listening to people's travels and because mm. I've, 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 I've always wanted to travel, but obviously not being able to travel. Yeah. Um, and financially, and, you know, being a single mum and stuff yeah. for quite a few years and not yeah. having the um, ability to be able to do that. Um, so, you know, and with my, with my, with my baby, my last son, who's 15, you know, he's come to America and Sri Lanka with me. It's been great. I would love to get to Sri Lanka. It's it's the one place I want to go. I love Sri Lankan food. It is incredible. I don't, I don't eat any of the food over there because I'm quite a faster and I definitely fast when I go to Sri Lanka. But, um... It is beautiful and and the people are awesome. I love it. I'm yeah, I'm definitely going to go there. My friend's over in Sri Lanka. She's been going between Sri Lanka and India over the oh, last yeah, few yeah, months. Yeah. She's been having some incredible shifts. You know, she's definitely gone through moments where she's been crying. She's, wow. she's healing. Yeah. She's grieving. She's then processing. She's then coming out the other side and then something else pops up and, yeah. and things. But Sri Lanka and India are two places I'd love yeah. to get to and everything. Well, that I was ordained there mm. um, just last year. Um, ordained, did you yeah, say? Yeah, as a minister. Oh, yeah. yeah. So my uh, my church is over there, Wildlife World, mm. um, or Wildlife Church in Sri Lanka, mm. which is about 500 congregation yeah. there. Yeah. But um, the 600 churches under under well wow. life in um sri lanka yeah. and my my pastor kirby delaneral and his wife fiona they're both um they've both studied neuroscience so they're finishing oh, so their masters do, in neuroscience i've done my and en- psychology and theology yeah, that's so amazing well that's so that's the thing like i love all of this i've done my neurolinguistic programming um certification coach it was just a six-week course yeah but i want to dive into it more because it's so beneficial it's really fascinating and it's nlp so is great so I'm good to teach yeah and it's going to help you know, for for what I believe, I believe that is going to help the hair industry sh- change and shift their mindset. Well, ultimately, things. ultimately, um, it's very beneficial to learn about human behavior. Yeah, it's human then, behavior. Because then we can understand ourselves. Yeah, if we understand ourselves, we can help. And just learn you know. to, and and just living collectively with yeah. people. So I've got like my yeah. my pastors here who are also Sri Lankan, um, in Australia because we have an Australian branch, American. I mean, we're we're all over the world. Wow. Um, but they're really funny because they'll be kind of like you know Australians don't have don't they don't have a lot of honour like Sri Lankans. You know, Sri Lankans honour each other and and um, because Aussie, obviously Aussies couldn't give two hoots. Well, well, it's really funny because because Sri Lankans are. Um, you know, they're quite generational and, you know, you could be 30 still living with your parents mm-hmm. in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. And so um, honour is is highly esteemed and regarded, you know, in that yeah, country yeah. intergenerationally. Yeah. And so, but it's really funny because going back to, you know, growing up and being in your own little 
culture, mm-hmm. your own world, mm-hmm. your own religion, your mm-hmm. own family mm-hmm. kind of thing and stepping outside of that, you yeah. experience something different. Yeah. And so we have this kind of, uh, we have this little thing where, you know, he'll go, well, Australians don't have much honour here as much as Sri Lankans. And I'll go, no, we do. We just honour each other's individuality. We just we just honour autonomy oh, here more than yes. anywhere else. Yes, yes, We yes. still have an honour, yes. but it's different. Different, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, I, I honour your right to do whatever you mm. want. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. So what are you doing for work now then? So you're are you a full-time pastor? Um, so, no, I don't operate as a pastor at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, so at the moment I work for myself as a counsellor yeah. um, and a, a AID mental health counsellor mm-hmm, practitioner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a part of that role is... Um, doing meditations with client, mm. clients. It mm. depends on what the role um, needs to give or yeah. it depends on what the client's requesting or yeah. asking for. Um, and so that's what I do now. I work for myself. Amazing. Um, but I've been uh, offered a role with an agency which will broaden... Um, It'll broaden that role a lot more into mm. working with homelessness yeah. um, and working more with AOD clients, yeah. a lot more assessment mm. Uh, mm. and more community services yeah. in yeah. my local area. Amazing. So I think I'm going to take that because yeah. I've been working for myself for about three years now. And as I was saying to you, I actually like working and collaborating mm-hmm. with other people because... Mm-hmm. I just find like that's where your best growth is. Yeah. So do you feel like you're going to step away from being self-employed completely? No, I still have my own clients. Yeah. I yeah. still do. If, 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 if time permits, mm. I'm not attached yeah. to being self-employed and yeah. I'm not attached to this ego where I have to have my own mm-hmm. clients. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, I like transitioning I like changing you know what it's like hairdressing I bet you get bored every couple of years oh god yeah the journey that's me totally bored every couple of years so I'm definitely ready for the change yeah amazing um and I feel like I'm well because this year I'm I'm finishing um I'll be finished my mental health and neuroscience yeah postgraduate degree amazing and so I actually want a platform Mm -hmm. where I can um expand what I'm learning yeah there and I feel like that's best that's best used within a community um, structure because then you've also got support yourself then I've got support yeah absolutely even though it's a lead clinical clinical role yeah um and I'm teaching others which is actually something that I really enjoy doing but have not done that in the mental health space yeah so I feel like I'm really ready for that my god you've got the knowledge you've got the wisdom there yeah and I feel like I'm ready I'm Mm. really ready for that Mm. um but also too I I have other people that are over me um that can you know impart to me as well yeah, I, I just like the collective space. Yeah, I love that. So, if people did want to reach out for you, re- reach out to you. Do you have a website? Yep, it's called Next Breath. Yeah. Uh, com dot au. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can they can get me through um, my. I'm not on Facebook, but they can get me through my Instagram Brilliant. personal Instagram page, yeah. um, which is Lisa Lisa. Yeah, L I S A L I S A. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like it two sevens as a L. Right, so, so uh, 
your the, the letter L is actually a, in fact a number L, uh, number, a number seven. seven. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's just basically an upside yeah. down L. And you can put yeah, my cool. links. You can put my links yeah, with yeah, this podcast. Um, and my business page, which I really don't use a mm, lot, but it's yeah. called the dot next breath. The dot next breath. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't use that a lot because I'm really like, and I think you'll probably agree with this. My, just my persona is my business. Yes. (laughs) I know. I find it really almost cringy. To kind of sell myself uh, that's, as a I'm professional, work, even though I'm, I'm having a to work on that. Yes, I'm having to work on that in putting my in putting me as a personal brand out there. I'm like, oh, how do you box but, yourself into uh, one brand when you do no, so many things? That's something that I was literally just talking to Sherelle, my friend, about today because yeah. my business is the Yoga Barber, yeah. and she's like, she said to me, I feel like she said, Fliss, I feel as if you are limiting yourself by being the yoga barber that you've got so much more you are so much more yeah and she just said just meditate on that (laughs) make sure i'll go and do that (laughs) yeah it's weird it's so weird which is why i go lisa lisa because i go well you know i don't even want to use my last name and what if i get another new last name and so i don't know yeah. I mean, I'm very into numbers, so and seven's always been my number, so. Yeah, it's a good um, number. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I don't I don't overthink the whole business mm. thing too much. Mm. Um Yeah. And I, and actually my my clients, my clients my clients come to me through an agency. Mm-hmm. Um and so they just have my personal number. They're like, yes. "No, you need to see this girl." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who does she work for? Herself. Her, this is her name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because also you're then not traceable as such. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And mm. so there's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that and also sense. too, there's a there's a big part of me, and I think meditation's done this to me. Um, there's a big part of me that likes to be private. Mm. I'm not very good at doing that. Look, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not like, either, but I, I know. And then that's the hairdresser in us. It's, mm-hmm. it's in Bill. Oh, I know. And but it's I, something that I want to work on because there's some things for me. I'm just like, I just need to shut it for a moment yeah. because this is this is important and special to you. And if you start blurring out too much, who could take that information and create something? What with, well, you know? you know, not only that, but I learned, I learned this through learning about how connected and look this is you know it's going on to not another conversation which i which which i won't open up because it's a can of worms only to say that adhd Mm -hmm. is directly connected to energy Mm. so Meditation is actually the best thing you can do if you're mm. if people are diagnosed yeah. with ADHD. And because no wonder so many people are being diagnosed with ADHD now. My brother's just going through the process back in the UK, actually. Yeah. Um, so what? But yeah, so it is another topic, isn't it? It is a to- it is a big topic. But I learned that was that this is why I went through um, ups and downs energetically, not psychologically, of depression. Because the depression was yes. actually not psychological, it was energetic. Mm. So I would get these huge rushes of energy, mm-hmm. which is very, um, which is very 
connected with ADHD. Yeah. So massive rushes yeah. of energy in in the physiological sense, okay? And what I would do, instead of holding that in my body, holding the energy in my body, in my body physiologically and in my neural networks, I'd release it straight away. Mm-hmm. So I'd start... Is that how the outburst would happen? Yeah, or I'd start talking straight away yeah. or I'd start sharing stuff straight away or I'd start doing <gasps> stuff straight away, which is why I could have a dozen things on the go and mm. never finish one of them. Oh, my God, Yeah. Which is what they say is AD, AD, ADHD. ADD or ADHD. Yeah. But actually, it's actually simply because you don't know how to hold your energy in your body. So now what I do is I, yeah. I'm, A, really aware of what's happening in my body. Secondly, I know what to do with it. Mm. And I wait for the rush to go. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything with yeah. the rush. Mm. I don't attach to the rush. Yeah. I just let the rush settle in my body or I'll breathe it out yeah. or I'll shake, shake it, it out. out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this seems like it's going to be another episode for us to talk about, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? For me, for me. Thank you so much. Could you believe we literally just met? I know. Like five minutes before we jumped on these mics. How crazy. Well, that's why I thought, you know what, the Let's just record whatever we chat about. Yeah, 100%. Because it's going to be organic. It's going to be authentic. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's no pressure here. Yeah. It's just let's just talk. Yeah. I want the full convo. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank oh, you so much. Oh, thank you. I'm... Yes. 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 Oh, my God. What a conversation that was with Lisa. When I was actually listening back to this episode, I just couldn't stop grinning and just nodding my head and just going wow this stuff is powerful the knowledge the wisdom the experience that lisa brought to the table today was just magnificent if you wish to find lisa on socials you can do so at the dot next breath or her personal page lisa dot lisa with the letter l being a number seven instead of an L. So that's 7ISA.7ISA. Dot seven ISA. On next week's episode, I welcome back Earl Sage Wolf from episode five. A lot has gone on in the last nine months for both Earl and myself. And we basically have a catch up and hear where he's at right now. And we share a few things about the hair industry as well. And also what it's like being in the space of teaching and guiding and providing a space for human beings. If you haven't done so already, please hit the follow button on Spotify or on iTunes and leave me a star rating and review. By doing this, you will be helping me reach a wider audience and get the message out there sooner rather than later. I'd like to share that this podcast is proudly sponsored by Earth and Soul Pizza. So if you are local to or traveling through Bensdale, use my promo code LOVEFLISS. That's L-O-V-E-F. L-I-S-S and get yourself a free large pizza when you buy one. With locally sourced produce and food exceptionally made by the team at Earth and Soul Pizza, be sure to get your wholesome, blissful pizza. In the meantime though, as always, stay tuned and stay real. Join me every Wednesday for a wholeness podcast. I'll catch you real soon. Peace, love and light.